Hello, welcome to Cuckoo Chats episode for a second. I forgot what my podcast was called. Uh, episode 16. Um, I have Julia here today. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, Julia, I'm going to talk to you today about your work, calligraphy. You have started it recently, haven't you? Yeah, it's very fresh, very new. Very but, new, um, yeah. yeah. But uh, first, uh, I will let you introduce yourself. Good. Okay, so I am Julia as well, so that's going to be fun for the whole podcast. Yay. Julia and Julia having <laughs> the chats. But um, I'm 24, I live in Kells, and I'm originally from Boston. Most people do know that, but there's a few that don't. So yeah, moved here when I was 10, and went to college in Dundalk, studying creative media, and spent my whole entire time while I was in college working in pennies in Navin which was loads of fun and now I am currently unemployed but looking for something as well as trying to start up a little calligraphy get creative again kind of actually try to use my degree for something Mm -hmm. so yeah that's my story so far I guess. (laughs) When did you leave pennies? I actually thought you were still working there. No. I quit in, when was it? The first week in September. Mm. And then myself and my boyfriend went to Boston, back to Boston to visit my family for three months, mm-hmm. a little less than three months. So we were gone for from September right until the first week in December mm. and came back to enjoy the Christmas. And now life is real again and we have to get our yeah, shit together, I'd basically. I'd say it was really difficult to come back. Yeah, it was hard. Boston it was Kells. very hard. I'm still kind of in that like holiday depression state because mm. we we originally wanted to go over for the year to do yeah. the grad. Ryan was going to do the graduate visa, and obviously I have the dual citizenship, so I was going to work as well. But that all fell through. They changed a lot of rules and regulations um, in the embassy, so it just made it more awkward for people to go. So that was kind of a not a disaster, but it was definitely a setback because we really well, I really wanted to go for a year because yeah. um, I have all my fa- a lot of family over there. Um, but then we just decided, you know what, we'll, why don't we just make an extra long holiday out of it? And we went for three months, saved our asses off all last year and had just an unreal time. We just did loads of things. We ended up, we went to New York last January and then we ended up back there again for, I think, just a few days. But it was just so much fun. It's just, mm-hmm. it was so nice to be over there mm-hmm. and have no like real responsibilities. Oh, yeah. And just be able to do whatever we wanted, whatever you, and, wanted yeah. you know, adventure and stuff. And then coming home was a little bit like okay we have to get back real to, again work, find jobs to, get yeah. work yeah so we're hoping to get back over there again by the end of this year maybe not for as long but yeah. i have two brothers over there and mm-hmm. one of them is going into the military okay yeah so he's going to be gone by he'll be gone to boot camp in june so when he's graduating boot camp is when we want to go visit okay so would you live hopefully there? i'd love to live there but i would i don't think i'd ever settle there i don't know Mm. it's very I'm very indecisive about it there's mm-hmm. so many people that are like oh you'll definitely go home back to Boston one day and I'm like I don't know I, like I've lived here since I was 10 so it's yeah. kind of hard to decide it's, it's, it doesn't really feel like home does it N- it doesn't it doesn't like when I'm there for a long period of time I'm like I never want to leave yeah you know yeah and I get you, it was yeah. so hard to leave this time as well because like I have my two brothers and I have four cousins and they're all getting older mm-hmm. so we were kind of hanging out more like yeah. when they were kids I was like leave me alone but now yeah, it's like yeah, it's different now. yeah it's a little bit different but I definitely would love the both of us have said it like he's dying to go back too he's like oh please like it. I just want to go back so bad yeah really? he loved it and I didn't think he like not that I didn't think he'd love it but I was kind of nervous because I was yeah. like throwing him in the deep end meeting all the family on that side I mean we've been together for a good few years but it was fun it was fun how long are you together actually uh four years next month four years yeah, yeah that's <laughs> <not> enough. <laughs> 
Yeah. Very good. And it's nice it's nice that he met your family as well. Yeah, yeah. really good. It was nice. It was nice for that to happen mm. and it was just nice to kind of get a feel because we li- we lived um on our own as well. So it was nice to do that, I suppose. It was weird to come home then because he's in Dundalk and I'm in Kells and Okay, all that. so but you lived it was fun. You lived together when? When you were in, in Boston. college? In oh, Boston. sorry, in yeah. Boston. But did you live together before that? No, no, no. Never. So that was interesting. Okay, yeah, that was. <laughs> actually, went fine though. Was surprisingly, it? yeah. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. weird or. No, I thought it would be, but it was totally fine. Well, I think it's good. just the like over there. It's just everything's so more laid back and chilled well, out. Like yeah. it wasn't. It's a holiday. Yeah, it's not really like living together. Yeah, exactly. Anything. Yeah, there was no bills to pay, so it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't stressful. Nice at all. and chill. Nice yeah. and chill. So going back to your education, you said you went to Dundalk yep. to study DKIT. multimedia. Yeah, the it's a very the title of our degree is actually really long. It's communications in creative multimedia. Okay. So so I I went to first year in twenty twelve, mm-hmm. straight out of college. Didn't I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I think I went to the Dundalk open day and I was like, right, I'll just go here. Like literally how I think a lot of people do that. They don't know what they want. Not they at just all. kinda and I'm choose like, a course and hope for the best. My brother and my cousin in America are in their senior year in high school over there, and it's so different over there. Like, mm. they spend right from the beginning of the year, they mm. spend the whole time like applying to colleges, doing like loads of testing and classes, all about going to college and like preparing for college. So and there's a lot of like research. Before yeah, they like a lot go. of them seem to really know what they want to do and mm. have their plans set before they even get into the senior year yeah. of high school. And like they're already getting, well my brother's going to the military so he's not going to college till after then. But my cousin is getting um, all her like acceptance letters or like the letters back from the colleges already and they're not even finished school. Like they already know where they're going to college when they graduate. Mm. And I just think that's so crazy because over here Nobody knows. You graduate, you wait months for your results, and mm. then you... Well, I feel like most people still don't really know Yeah. where no, they're going to end up or what they're going to do. Yeah, a lot of people don't know what they really want to do. Mm. But it ended up being the best course ever. You I enjoyed it? First year, I honestly think there was two people from Kells that ended up there the year I went. Okay. So I knew nobody. Nobody, yeah. And it was Which kind of... Good. It was good, but it was daunting because I was like, I'm really awkward. As, okay. As chill as I seem right now and yeah. chatty as I am I was so awkward at that stage and I didn't yeah. know anybody and I hated the first semester I was like this is not for me what am I doing mm-hmm. you know because it's, it's a really creative course and you have to be really artsy and I was like stuck in the mindset of I didn't do art for my leaving sir I'm not I can't draw for shit so oh, why what am I doing here <laughs> so I was like right didn't like it failed four of my six modules in first year did you yeah it was a disaster it yeah. was a shit show and then all of a sudden we had like our Christmas night out for the end of the semester and I was like oh no I really like this place I don't want to leave so in second semester I worked my ass off and I you know I passed everything then but because I had the four fails from first year or from first semester I was kind of screwed yeah so I had to take a year out and that's when I started working at pennies I was devastated because I did the whole I'm gonna live up this year I don't have my results yet for my repeats but I'm just gonna move up anyways yeah and wing it and I lived up for like two months because I didn't want to accept the fact that I couldn't get back into college. I was like, no, it's fine. I'll figure it out. I'll just get a job in Dundalk and yeah. I'll work here for the year. But no, I, I ended up, it ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me because mm. I wasn't really taking it seriously. And then when I had, to, had no choice but to take the year out, I was like, okay, 
like all that was in my mind was I'm getting back into college because mm-hmm. in first year I was like eh, nobody really cares that I'm in college it doesn't matter yeah it's not a big thing whatever and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I was like I have to do everything I can to get back here because I love it yeah and I started working at pennies I started driving saved up money for a car and then I was like right get back into college get my shit and together yeah and this is where Ryan will say he technically has two degrees because <laughs> I kept failing the photography module. I just could I, I think Ricky I think Ricky actually did the same course as me. Yes, he did. And he, he'd probably tell you as well, it's so hard. Like, yeah. well, Ryan would say it's not hard, but I think it's really hard because you're doing the actual um, darkroom printing. Oh, God. I've done first year. Yeah, you did room. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Full year. Yeah. A whole year of it. Yes. Oh, my God. So we only had just darkroom. We only had one module. Yeah, for a semester it's, in it. It's it's very hard. But it was so frustrating for me because I loved it. I was like, yeah. this is so cool, but yeah. I can't do yeah, it. It's so difficult. It really is. Yeah. So I tried so hard. I did my. T- I had. I ended up having two repeats mm-hmm. to do again mm-hmm. the following year. So I passed one of them, and then they let me back into the course with just one to repeat. So that's how me and Ryan actually met. He okay. was in second year of that course when I went back into it. Yeah. So we met there and. It was totally different as well because my first, like, hopefully nobody that I went to college with listens to this, but anyways, my first year class was so, it was kind of like everybody for themselves yeah. and like kind of clicky, yeah. which is weird because if you, if anybody that's listening has been to Dundalk and knows the Carol's building, you know that we're all weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody in it is just weirdos in a good way. Yeah. Like it's just... It's a totally different environment to the rest of the college. Uh-huh. Like everyone's so chilled out. Like everyone's really friendly with each other. There's no sort of. It feels very like a non-judgmental building. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And my first year, just we didn't, we just didn't click. Whereas the year when I went back into second year, they, I've heard apparently that the lecturers still talk about what like a family unit we all were and we yeah, all looked out for nice. each other. So it was nice to kind of go back into that. Was it like a big? group no not no, at all same as um, probably my yeah my course. so i think we had like 24 people yeah i think we started off when i was in first year it started off with like 80 of us okay and then i think 14 people failed second year from my mm-hmm. first year and then when i was in second year there i can't even remember what the numbers were but i know that by the time we were in fourth year which is the add-on year so not mm-hmm. even everybody did that there was only 17 of us okay yeah uh, so what was involved in your course um, anything like digital media related that you can think of, mm-hmm. we covered it. Um, I let me think: web design, graphic design, um, photo editing, video, uh, audio visual was a lot of it as well. Mm, um, so a bit of everything. Really, yeah, we did a little bit. Radio was an elective in third year, I think, mm-hmm. um, which was fun. We didn't really do a lot of like. We, I wish we kind of had like a little radio broadcast, or whatever, but we didn't get to because literally everybody did that elective yeah they weren't supposed to but yeah. <laughs> everybody did it there was 3d and then we did a lot of like theory st- like a lot of theoretical stuff as well so like media theory media discourse and um, culture and society and anything theoretical that you can relate back to the media really mm-hmm. and i suppose our course was a lot more hands-on than most so any even any of the theory-based uh, modules that we did there was probably only one one or two essays for it in the whole module like it was a lot of um projects and group work how are you with like group work 
I actually yeah. don't I don't mind it too much now Ryan's probably laughing if he does listen to this because mm-hmm. I had so many mental breakdowns but the thing is in third year and fourth year um I know for a lot of people it would be mainly based on a dissertation or a thesis yeah and we did a dissertation but it was it was all based on your dissertation and then one big group project mm-hmm. and that group project went on for the whole entire year the same as the dissertation okay. so the four or the three people so it's a group of four three people that you get with at the beginning of the year you are with for the whole entire year and you are all responsible for each other's kind of outcome at the end yeah, for yeah, that yeah. Co- for that module so it's it was stressful for me because I'm just like I said I'm so awkward and I like I was just so paranoid that nobody not that nobody wanted to be in a group with me but that I wouldn't have like a good dynamic mm-hmm. I was like so hellbent and like I have to have the perfect group like it just has to go well yeah but it ended up Are being you a perfectionist I I think I am but I'm also the biggest procrastinator ever okay like yeah. anybody <laughs> would tell you that like I'm so bad I leave everything to the last minute like yeah. I was uploading pieces for my dissertation they'd be due on at such a time on a Friday and I'd be uploading it like 10 minutes before it has to be uploaded yeah like I'm so bad yeah, when it I comes to that I the same in college oh my god I still am the same yeah I'm I'm a big procrastinator I got better when I got into the last year I think because I was like right mm-hmm. I need Can't to yeah this is my degree I want because I know for some courses like second and third year would matter but for yeah. us for the for the add-on fourth year and for third year actually no other years mattered mm-hmm. like it was all down to the how you did them that year so I was like right I need to get my shit together yeah and work my ass off mm-hmm. so I wasn't too bad when it came to projects because I knew there was other people relying on me mm-hmm. so that kind of motivated me but when it was just for myself sometimes I could just be like I just don't want to do this or yeah. the biggest so thing for me was to watch stuff on your laptop yeah but the biggest thing for me was like where do I start yeah you know once you get started it's okay yeah, but absolutely. it's just getting started is the for me is the toughest yeah. part so in third and fourth year, our, the, the main group project was based on, we do a um, show at the end of the year called mm-hmm. Fiche, mm-hmm. and it's an exhibition for all the oh, group projects. Yeah, yeah, so we all display our group projects, and you have to, like, there's a whole setup and everything, so that's all part of your mark. I think in third year, we were more, you get a theme every year as well. Okay. So third year, we had the theme, I think it was something like independence or, I think, yeah, I think it was independence. Mm-hmm. And everybody, because that was the year of the centenary, mm-hmm. the 1916, 2016 mm-hmm. thing. So a lot of people took on Irish 1916 related projects. Yeah. And that was what my group did. And I think we were kind of pushed, not pushed, but they were pushing the idea of making it interactive with us. So everybody kind of got lost in that thinking like, oh my God, it has to be like touch screen or it has to be like a game or something like that. Yeah. So we were kind of worried about that, but it turned out, it ended up being really fun. We ended up making like kind of an interactive table, Mm -hmm. not not, not really a table. There was a screen in the table and we did like a little kind of, it was the, I think the idea was for primary school level kids to learn about 1916 Mm -hmm. and we did it like that. And then in fourth year, it was like a total flip like it was all because it had to be more research based okay. as well mm-hmm. and our group did it on mental health and we chose to talk about schizophrenia because mm-hmm. we thought we were going off mental health and how it's portrayed in the media mm-hmm. and because it's such a hot topic at the minute there everything's being talked about but we were like what's not being talked about mm-hmm. so we went with schizophrenia and our project was rather than being all interactive and stuff 
we focused on making a website mm-hmm. and then putting in things. So I did uh, an animation, an animated video that had like information in it, and we did what else did we do? Like a mini documentary. Those are the two things I kind of worked on and edited, and then. Um, my friend that was in the group with us, he did all the design work mm-hmm. for the animated stuff. So it was, the balance was good towards the end, but it's kind of, it's initially, I suppose it's hard when everyone there, you know that you're all on the same level yeah. and everybody kind of feels like they, you know, you want, you, you want to get your point across and you want to make sure that it's completely the way you want it to be, but you also have to agree and come to some sort of... Work together. Uh, yeah. Yeah some sort of agreement with everybody in the group and make sure that everyone is getting their say. Yeah. So initially it was, it's like in the beginning, it's really hard. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I this would is, find that tough as yeah. well. In fairness. Like I hope I, this is a good, a bit of a little bit of advice for people, but like, yeah. it's, it's scary. Like it's daunting when you first have to accept the fact that you're going to have to work with other people yeah. and like let it's go. A lesson. Yeah. I know for some people, I think group work for them is great. Cause they're like, Oh, I can like, you know, I don't have to worry about that or not worry about that. But when yeah. you're kind of, I think I'm I don't think I'm a perfectionist but I think I'm obsessive when it comes to a project and I know what ha- what has to be done yeah and then when you work with when other people are involved it's kind of it becomes very challenging yeah because like we, yeah. we would talk about things that would need to be done and I'm like oh I'll do that oh I'll do that I can do that that's fine yeah. I'll get it done and it's like you don't and need to do all yeah, of that yeah, yeah. you're taking on too much <laughs> I'm exactly like that yeah. as well I'm like I'll do it because I don't want other people to do it in case it's not done to my standards yeah like, exactly and then the dissert- you can't do yeah anything. yeah no you can't and the dissertation was really fun as well because we we got to kind of pick anything really mm-hmm. related to media mm-hmm. so it was open it was very open and I did mine I actually ended up doing mine on digital, digital influencers in Ireland at the oh, time, oh yes, it was really I good. That. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it so much because I was like, I'm obsessed with Instagram, anyways. Like, yeah. I'm on it all the time, constantly. You do like, follow people, everybody. Yeah, and, but at the time, it wasn't until maybe a year before that. Yeah, like every all the girls and pennies that I worked with were like, "Do you follow this person? Did you follow this person? Did you see what she was doing this weekend? Did you see what she's wearing? Did you see what makeup she used?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "You can't listen to all these people all the time, no. seriously." And then I kind of started you know following one after the other i'd yeah. see like this it's person so addictive. oh my god it's so addictive it's ridiculous you're watching other people yeah but working the thing or... is from now i'm not saying everybody else is like uneducated and dumb about it at all by any means but yeah. from being in the course that i was in i feel like we were kind of taught to always have an open mind about things and not take everything as it seems yeah in general anyways like when it comes to the media or when it comes to advertising yes. or anything yeah. like that you know, our lecturers are very big on being like, it's not real life. Yeah, it's not. Like, you know, there may be truth in it, but it's not all real. So mm-hmm. that was kind of partly why I wanted to do my dissertation on it. And then I also was doing it at the time. It was getting big, but it, I didn't know how big it was. Mm-hmm. That was a couple of years ago as well. So it's, it's massive now. But I, I did it all based on like, is it actually, could you say that you, you want your career to be? as an influencer mm-hmm. I actually ended up in I interviewed James Kavanagh my lecturer actually sent me an email over I think it was over the Christmas and mm-hmm. she was like hey this there's this talk on um in Dublin at Wigwam mm-hmm. on this day it's only a fiver for students I really think you should go and they she were was at it yeah no? they yeah. were talking about it was all it was it was more for um businesses and influencers it was that mm-hmm. kind of chat mm-hmm. to um kind of talk about that and talk about um like digital marketing agencies and stuff like that and how they 
um, work with influencers and I was like that would be brilliant for me because that's yeah. what I want to talk about in it so I went I was kind of nervous because she was like make sure you ask loads of questions and get you know get everything you want to know and I ended up not asking one question in the audience but as soon as it was all finished it was James Kavanagh, Rosemary McCabe and Tara O'Farrell they were the three influencers that were there and they they were so nice and so chilled out and I was like oh my god I'm gonna have to go up and ask them if it's okay for me to interview them or if I can send them an email yeah and Ryan actually came with me and he was like yeah they're regular people like calm down yeah, and they're just people yeah and I had only recently started following James Kavanagh when I found out he was gonna be there because mm-hmm. I'd heard of him and I'd seen stuff about him online and I was like mm-hmm. this guy's hilarious but I was like mm-hmm. um didn't really know enough about him so I was like oh my god I need to start following him and then I remember going up and being like hi uh you probably don't even want to talk to me about this but i'm you know a college student would it be okay if i emailed you a few questions about my dissertation or whatever and did a little interview and they all said yeah um but i know they were all really busy and stuff like that so um i ended up i made up a questionnaire and i sent it out to like loads of influencers anyways Mm -hmm. i just like scoured the internet for their emails yeah and emailed so many of them Uh, the majority large majority didn't even reply but there were a few that were really nice and were like i'm just really sorry i don't have time Mm -hmm. and then there was a few that did just did the questionnaire for me i didn't Mm -hmm. get to interview them but james james literally was like yeah here's my number call me we'll do a phone interview anytime I was like, and did you call what? him? Yeah, so I had like a phone. I was so he gave you his nervous. Phone number. I assume it's a work number. I wouldn't say it's like okay. his actual phone number, but gave me his number to call him. Like I obviously had to email him. I was yeah. so call. nervous. I was so nervous because I was like, this guy's. First of all, I didn't fully know what I wanted to ask. Like I had the questionnaires written out, but I was like, right, I'm, I get to have a phone call. I'm gonna get to have a conversation with him. Yeah. So I really need to think about my questions. But then I was just like uh yeah so i'm just a college student i just want to know things that you probably don't want to tell me so (laughs) this is going to be awkward but end up he was so nice so lovely and it was just like having a chat with someone like it was it was weird but it was so nice it went so well Mm -hmm. and i actually um i ended up doing really well in that dissertation and like I was looking back at it the other day. Do you, I don't know if you like. Do you have any of your college work still on your laptop or anything like that? Oh, I have it saved. I yeah, have hard copy saved. Like I, I, I have an archive. In I my think I was trying house. to like clean out my I laptop. I tried not to look at it too much. But I looked. I was looking back at that stuff, like from my dissertation, and oh, I know what it was. I was going through. I have like my desk in my room is crazy full of notebooks. Like I'm yeah. a hoarder when it comes to all my <laughs> college work. So I was going through all that, and making sure anything I was throwing away wasn't like important or whatever and I was yeah. like reading stuff and I was like oh my god all of this is still so relevant yeah I was like normally looking back at stuff like that I'm like oh yeah. my god no it is I actually I wrote um pieces on how women are portrayed in media yeah like that's relevant today oh my god you so relevant. I mean? one of the girls in my course did hers all on like body image on Instagram yeah and I'm like yeah it's still relevant it's like. crazy though because you're thinking when we were doing it I remember our lecture was like just try to pick something that's like new that may have not been like over talked about before already but yeah. that you'll also be able to find information on mm-hmm. and I I remember at the time I didn't even know the term digital influencer I didn't find it yeah, until it I so new. started researching and then I remember when I interviewed um James I was like you know what's your opinion on the term influencer and he's like I don't really like it and everybody talks about it now and is like don't like it and I'm like but how else would you describe yourself? Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Who are you? What are you? Yeah, I know, I get it. Like, it's it must be hard for them as well to answer that question. Like, when you ask them, what is your job? 
they can't really answer it. Yeah, and I actually, when I think back on it now, I'm like, there's so many questions I could have asked because I never actually asked them what their job was. I just assumed yeah. that they were okay with it because I'd never even heard the term. Yeah. So all my questions were kind of based on like, you know, what's your opinion on working with brands and like, yeah. how do you do it? And yeah. does does your following, like, do you consider your followers when you when you do all that? And when I, the people that I did interview were all like, yeah, no, like I wouldn't just work with anybody and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the ones that that um, did give those answers and stuff like that all seem to still be like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the time thinking, they're just going to tell me that because that's what everybody wants to hear. Yeah. But when I like when I read more into it, I was like, I always say to people because pe- so many people that I used to work with and so many people in general have conversations and they're like, oh, they're all full of shit and they just want their money. And I'm like, mm-hmm. everybody relax. <laughs> like <laughs> they just do take their a job. Chill. They just like, have a really fun job and they get paid. For yeah. It. But. Uh, to have that job, you have to you actually have to work for free for so oh, many years. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. To be a blogger, to be a paid blogger, you have to work for nothing for at least a year. Mm-hmm. You know, to build that yeah. content and following. And because I remember so many people when the whole hashtag ad thing came in, and so many people were so bothered by it. And I'm like, why are you bothered when before you were like, oh, they're not telling the truth. Yeah, and, and now, now they it's are, like, like, yeah, people got to pay their bills. Yeah. Exactly. They're not going to do it for free. It just baffles me because, again, going back to the whole being told that, taught that everything on the internet isn't fully real, mm-hmm. you know, I, I used to say to people, I'd be like, you know, this isn't their real life. Yeah. Most of them, this is their job. So exactly. obviously it seems like everything's great for them. Yeah. Like everybody. They don't show down. about their bad days. Even yeah. Some, some bloggers do. They're starting to anyways. I yeah. think they're kind of it's being. It's like a big trend though. Yeah. You know, to show, show a bad day. Yeah. Like that's actually to. very true yeah, yeah it is it's becoming a trend so yeah. is it real do you know what or I mean? are they just trying to or are they tra- stressed or, yeah or are they just trying to show us that they're normal yeah like you don't know what to believe even no. when they show us bad days you kind of go well that's probably not real life either because they're trying <laughs> to kind of come up with the problem yeah maybe i yeah. don't know so you're doing calligraphy now is well kind of basically yeah. i took an interest in it the same way I think everybody has an interest in calligraphy lately I'm just obsessed at watching people do it on Instagram videos yeah, yeah, literally I would sit satisfying. and watch them for ages and I remember I kept saying I want to say it was probably like two years ago it was I think it's when, when I, I interviewed you that time for my project where did we do the interview oh it was in Celtic wasn't it yeah oh it was yeah yes it was two years ago I think I think so yeah did I have Mila then I think I, I did think I did. always like when I remember things from like back <laughs> like, then, like if I had Mila, it was about two years ago. <laughs> That's how you time frame things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. And I remember you said that you yeah. wanted to do calligraphy. I was really into it. And I remember I just started following a few pages and I was like, I think I could do this. Like I enjoy, I used to be one of the, like, I remember back in secondary school, I used to have like hundreds of notebooks and I'd just like sit and draw. Do you ever like, do you remember when you're a teenager and you like wrote all these like really meaningful quotes and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good one <laughs> to write that down. <laughs> Like back in the days of being on Tumblr and like oh, all the yeah, quotes and yeah, so I used to love writing things and I never like I could never ever ever draw but I used mm-hmm. to just write mm-hmm. like write random quotes and stuff all over my notebooks in school and I was like actually yeah I used to love doing that maybe I could try and learn it or whatever and I think I downloaded a few like practice sheets or something from a few people that I followed because some people do free stuff and it's great mm-hmm. and obviously like you know they deserve to have a their stuff bought as well but it's handy yeah. when it's free and you're like just mm-hmm. kind of want to try it starting. out yeah and I think I ordered like one pen and one notepad from Amazon that this girl suggested to use mm-hmm. and 
I just got it and then put it in a drawer for two years, basically. I still follow all these people and I'd be like watching it going, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, I want to learn how to do that. And I was like, okay, first of all, you need to actually learn how to do the lettering because yeah. you want to do all these things, but you're not doing it shit. Yeah. So yeah. when I went to Boston, I actually brought my stuff with me and I was like, you know what, why not? Because it was actually, when we were heading to Boston, Ryan, again, we're going to give his podcast a little shout out, I guess. Yeah. Key Street Files. But he said <laughs> he wanted to do a podcast while we were there on his yeah. own. He didn't end up doing it because like it just... He was going to do it on his own. Yeah. But he, I don't think... He didn't end up doing it for brave. a couple of... Yeah, for a couple of reasons. More so because like, time just kind of got away from us while we were there. Mm-hmm. So didn't really you know, have time to do that. But I was like, right, if you're going to do something creative while we're there, I'm going to do something creative over there. Yeah. I'll bring my calligraphy stuff and learn. And I got... I bought like this workbook... Um, off Amazon I think it was around Christmas time and a lot of the calligraphy stuff online on Amazon especially is so cheap like workbooks and stuff like that mm. I think I paid maybe a tenner for mm. the one I got and it's so informational I think her name's Kirsten Burke she's actually based in England okay. like there's so many based in England and um, I was like right I'm gonna get that I'll bring it with me trying to start things and then obviously there's so much more in terms of like DIY craft shops over there I could just you could just leave me there there's a shop called Michael's mm-hmm. and I'm obsessed mm-hmm. like I was just there wandering around not even intending on buying lots because I was like I'm not gonna go crazy I don't yeah. even know if I'm gonna get into this or not just looking at things just looking and I was like in. oh my god <laughs> yeah so started practicing it over there and just in my spare time like while we we're there we'd be hanging out watching telly and I just like take out the workbook and just try and write I it down it's and relaxing stuff. as well it is it's really relaxing but it's also like slightly frustrating oh, when yeah, you're I like just i say. just want this to look right yeah so when i came home i think i just kind of was so used to doing it for more of a like you said like relaxing kind of thing yeah and we came home and i was like right what am i gonna do with my days because i'm not gonna jump right back into work yeah it's not gonna happen yeah. like let's be real it's ireland it's not yeah. that easy so I was like, right, let, I'm going to try and get the calligraphy going. And then it was actually um, my friend Saoirse was visiting from England. And I was like, I think I want to start an Instagram page for my calligraphy because I feel like it'll hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if if I force myself to have to post every single day, I will have to practice before so I post po- something. You post every day. I tried to. Yeah. <laughs> I, and originally it was going really well. Now, the last week or so, I haven't been as consistent, but okay. it's just more so because there's only so many cheesy words <laughs> you so can you write so write I'm trying to words and quotes well I haven't done well, quotes obviously yet wo- obviously you write words like yeah. what am I saying <laughs> no no that is what I do though because I'm literally I'm not confident enough yet to like write a full like piece or like a paragraph or mm-hmm. a sentence I'm just kind of still learning how to write word by word yeah like even a lot of days I'll just like sit and write the alphabet and then try to write a word. What is the most difficult letter to write? It's not even, it's not about them being difficult, it's about which ones are pretty Mm -hmm. and I think the letter W is probably one of the hardest. It's not that it's not pretty, it's just really hard. I just literally had W in my head when I was asking that question. And it's not even, it's not hard to write, it's just hard to make it look nice. Most of the letters are nice. Yeah, but W is W, Yeah, W is an S. 
because there's a couple of different ways you can write s yeah and it's hard to connect them onto the next word this is so weird yeah. that we're talking about like <laughs> letter by letter but yeah so oh, but that's important i initially started like trying out words of a christmas time because that's just handy you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then i was like maybe i'll you know see where i can take it and try and do cards and stuff mm -hmm. and i still want to do that but obviously it's not christmas time anymore so yeah. now i'm like maybe i'll do valentine valentine's cards yeah. but um it was I remember reading that the easiest thing to do is like write people's names mm -hmm. so I was like right I'll try and do that I hate capital letters I haven't even like ventured onto capital letters yet because no. it's just so hard like yeah. you just have to and I need to I actually need to get more practice sheets because there's a few pages that I follow and they're like practice 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 like you just have to keep practicing yeah, whether you like it or not yeah. and I notice it like some days I'll just go and I'll be like right I'm gonna write this word real, real quick I'm just gonna write this one so I can post it and then it turns out crap and I'm like I have to write it like six or seven times before it actually looks nice yeah yeah so it's it's not tedious but it's definitely like you have to be patient mm -hmm. with it and especially being left-handed it's a pain oh you're left-handed yes so when I first read the workbook that I was doing in America, mm -hmm. so I initially started with an actual calligraphy pen, like uh, a nib pen mm -hmm. with a little pot of ink, yeah. <laughs> which is really cool. It was really fun to learn that way. And I liked it, but it was so frustrating because I'm left-handed. And literally in the book, she has a description of how to sit and how to hold your page yeah. if you're left-handed or right-handed. And I was like, oh my oh. God, like this, that, I was All like, I never techniques. even thought about this. Yeah. You know, and I know myself, obviously from being left-handed my whole life that yeah. I smudge everything so I was like how am I going to do that that's kind of what put me off a little bit in the beginning as well because I was like I'm left-handed I'm going to make a mess on everything there's no way I'm going to be able to do this but it actually was fine when I figured out kind of a method or whatever but mm -hmm. um there is times like there what was I doing the other day I was practicing names because I did something for a friend of mine um my friend Emma messaged me last week, last weekend, to ask me to do a name for her, for her friend that had a baby, mm -hmm. and put it in a frame, and I was like, oh my god, this is so much, I was like, oh my god, so I haven't like done this. First my first piece, I suppose, yeah. for someone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, people are actually paying attention to this, they actually yeah. think it's nice. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> that's what happens when you post, when you're consistent with your work, and you post every, you don't really have to post every day, even if you post every week. Yeah. You kind of remind people, I'm still going. Still going, I'm, still. This is important yeah. to me, and this is like. Yeah. Real. But I remember I wrote, I, I'd say I wrote this poor child's name like 10 or 15 times because I I'd either. Perfect. Yeah, well, I wanted it perfect definitely because yeah. I was giving it to somebody and it was going to be displayed or whatever for someone so I was like mm -hmm. I don't want it to look shit first mm -hmm. of all I know like it's handwritten so it's not gonna look perfect anyways but mm -hmm. as close as I can get to because I'm crazy when it comes to that <laughs> but it was I, I remember I thought this one bit turned out perfect and then I looked at the beginning of the word and it was smudged and I was like shit yeah, <laughs> I was like oh. no so it's um definitely all about like taking your time yeah you have patience. to have patience and I don't have that <laughs> at all so it's quite challenging when, yeah when it but it's fun out. it's really like I think it's really relaxing and mm -hmm. even it's kind of cute because my sister she's 11 and she's both of my sisters are crazy into art and coloring and drawing wow. and all of that um so she kind of saw me taking interest in it and she was like what are you doing <laughs> and I was like uh, just drawing some words being creative here yeah and she was like oh okay and I remember I bought myself this little the pens that I use are brush pens um, they just kind of have the tip on them is like kind of has I suppose it's in the name has the effect of a brush like a watercolour brush but it's yeah. not as free flowing it's not 
as terrifying to write with yeah and I remember I bought myself some in Tiger literally like two years ago when I said I was gonna do this so they weren't that great but I went in and I gave them to her and she was like sitting beside me practicing and I was like oh this is fun like you know I'd love to be able to one day be able to like show people how to do it yeah as well because it is it's fun yeah do a little like workshop yeah like I don't even know what I want to do with it yet Mm -hmm. I've had a few people say to me well not even a few a couple like my mom and a couple of other people say like oh you should do wedding stuff and I'd love to Mm. but I don't even want to like think about that just yet because yeah. I don't want to put the idea out to, there yeah. and then be like shit now I have a lot of pressure on myself yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about you know like all the people that I follow a lot of them would, would either have their own website or be based off of Etsy and they do other stuff as well so like embroidery or um, a lot of people do like the vinyl mm-hmm. um, stickers and stuff like mm-hmm. that and I'm like yeah I just want to get into all of that I just yeah. want to do it all Yeah, it's yeah. so hard because yeah. I'm like watching I know what all There's these so people are doing do with it. yeah and I know what all these people are doing I'm like yeah I want to do that I want to do that I want to do that and I'm like Calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, back to practicing. Yeah, yeah. Take it bit by bit. Yeah, bit by bit, yeah. Um, so, at the minute, it's like, it's just quite simple designs on yes. Instagram. But I have noticed that you have introduced blending. Blending. Oh, yeah. That's just Talk with... Talk to us about that. So, with the brush pens, you can use them as, um, like, watercolour as well. Mm-hmm. So, I was just kind of trying to... I was trying that out, honestly, because I've seen so many people use them as watercolours. And I was like... In my head, I was like, I'm never going to watercolor. Like, I'm not a painter. Like, what is... Like, that's crazy. That's way too much. Yeah. And then I see people doing it, and it's just so calming to watch. So I was like, oh, I'll just give it a go. It's literally yeah. just adding... Like, blending the pen out with water <laughs> and a paintbrush. Yeah. And it just kind of gives a nice, like, effect on the paper. Because I was like... Yeah. I was like, I don't want to go buying loads of different things and end up not using half mm-hmm. of the tools. For now, anyways, it's hard to find a style, so I'm just trying to like. Yeah, well, it's gonna take try a while. Everything, trust me. yeah. Like, so finding a style and anything creative. Is, yeah. So it's the biggest challenge. Yeah, it really is. Um, do you follow any anyone from Ireland that does calligraphy on Instagram? Anyone you would like? <sighs> Most of the people that I follow would be either American or English. I'd say it is really popular here because I keep trying to find because I'm like, oh, maybe it's a like a niche area and there isn't mm. that many, but I'm sure there is loads of people yeah. that do it in Ireland. Um, like when so as soon as I started the page, I've noticed um a lot more a lot of people have followed me back that are like beginners, mm-hmm. and so many of them are literally just just starting out, just trying it out. And then there's some people that I follow that are like, this is their career, this is their job, this mm-hmm. is everything for them. So I'm sure there is Irish people in that, but I don't even not not many of them have their location. Okay. Set. So I don't right. even know. I'm like patiently waiting for people to bring workshops here because yeah. there's so many like people that are really big that do workshops in America and you'd love to attend I think, one of those. Yeah, I was looking at it when we were away, but there was one on and it was like $160 and I was like, oh, that's so no way. Yeah. So how do you how do you stay motivated? I am the most unmotivated person. <laughs> ever. But then you have to be like ever to get shit done you you must be you do have to but you just have to push yourself i think right now the only thing that motivates me is i'm like i literally have nothing else to do yeah so i may as well focus like all my energy on this yeah because if i don't then i'm just gonna end up being a couch potato and not caring about anything until i find a job yeah (laughs) it's hard to so it's it is really hard to stay motivated when you're doing things from home like when you're kind yes of working yeah it really from is home. yeah to get up to get dressed like i think when i was um unemployed and i was kind of working on this magazine like i was just like building it yeah. basically um 
the one rule I had was to get up and get dressed because if I'm in my pajamas, yeah. I'm getting nothing done. No. Like nothing is going to be I have like done. I think that's a big thing for me is like I'm trying trying so hard to create a routine for myself. Yeah, routine so is key. I've been like I'm not in any way a fitness freak but I'm like forcing myself to try to go to the gym or like yeah. get up and get up and just get out and go straight to the gym and then come home and then I have the day to yes. do things you know mm-hmm. and that's like I actually think now that I'm thinking about it without even realizing the last few days I've like forced myself to just get up and make my bed <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> Literally. a good one and I know that's so cliche because you know that whole speech by that guy about getting up making your bed every day and that's how you get through life or whatever but mm-hmm. it literally just forces me to get up and get out of bed but once it's made like once you make your bed it's like your day something is, is together yeah something <laughs> is together you're not going back to bed for a while yeah. you know and if you change your clothes if you you know don't you don't wear pajamas all day yeah no i have to get like i would not ever stay in my dressed. pajamas i allow myself to like get up get some breakfast and a coffee and i sit and like religiously put on friends and yeah. whatever the however long is left on the episode i only watch that and then i just Go and get like dressed. go and get dressed and get myself together but like some days I'll be like hanging out for a while and I I'm just like right what am I doing yeah like, come on like switch on here you know yeah. and the biggest thing for me is I love my bed like I love my bed <laughs> and I hate I'm so I'm not a morning person at all yeah like in the slightest so it's difficult so it's really hard for me to just like if I don't have somewhere to go or somewhere to be or someone to be uh meeting or whatever i am like oh i don't want to get out of bed yeah it's hard yeah no when i first came back when we first came back from boston i was staying in bed till like 11 12 every day and i was like right this is not good yeah (laughs) like get yourself out of bed at least so and it that was the the first motivation for myself like just get out of bed bed. yeah Yeah. so you have to push yourself there's nobody to tell you to get up Mm. like it's actually kind of easier when there's somebody to tell you oh absolutely like i was just i was up and gone i remember when i first started working in pennies i first of all i loved it when i first started working there i was like yeah this is great you mm-hmm. know something to do loads of people to talk to fun yeah. job and i would be up like an hour or two before work every day to like have breakfast have a coffee get dressed put on makeup and then towards the very end i would barely be together by the time i'd get there but i'd still you know be getting out of bed and i'd never i think i was late like once ever because i was so afraid of mm-hmm. being late and i'm like why am i not afraid of myself <laughs> like yeah, just yeah, getting up do yeah, you know what I mean yeah I know yeah but that's what happens when oh it does for sure yeah there's no alarm set well yeah. do you set your alarm you don't I do I have do like you? S- I have oh my god hang on let me check my phone <laughs> I want to say I have like seven but okay. we'll just check I'll so what time do you get up at like I have my alarm set for nine okay and actually on my to-do list that I made for today was to be up out of my bed by 10. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so, wait, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine alarms. Nine. Oh, yeah, so you I'm that lying. kind of person. You do like your bed. I do. <laughs> and I'm that kind of person that I even have one set for 11 just in case I fall back to sleep. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I will be, when my first alarm goes off, I'll be wide awake. And mm. I'll be like, right, yeah, this is fine. And then I'll just lay... And I'll sit on my phone and then I'll just like turn over and be like, oh, I'm comfortable. I'm just going to fall back to sleep. And then I'm like, shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I have to get up. Yeah. Um, so what are your goals this year? Oh, this is something I've actually been thinking about a lot. So this year, right, well, it didn't get off to a fun start, first of all. <laughs> I came back from America. Yeah. No job, not a whole lot of dollars. And my car decided that it was just going to Oh no. give up on me. Um it's probably the end of 
yeah like two weeks ago i'd say two or three weeks ago so and i've had that's my that was my first car and i had that car for five years mm-hmm. so i was so sad <laughs> it's like it was like losing your best a friend. limb my best friend yeah. literally my best friend the big thing for me for this year is just get a job i wanted originally i wanted to get a job in my field mm-hmm. like that would be ideal but get a job right now any job and get myself a car because i have realized in the last few weeks that it sucks not having one yeah i can imagine i never and had a car but yeah I can imagine it it's rough it's yeah. rough but um no i was thinking about it the other day and i think i really would like to start up by the end of the year have something started with the calligraphy where either i you know maybe have something set up for a wedding fair or have started doing invitations or cards or just something, something along those lines sale, yeah a product ideally have an etsy account or something like that set up by the end of the year etsy and yeah and hopefully by then have the instagram page kind of more more businessy than just a display page yeah Does that makes sense you. yeah yeah because yeah. like i always i remember god a couple of years ago i loved the idea of like having like that perfectly aesthetic instagram and i was like yeah maybe i'll be like one of those people that just blogs and makes money from instagram and i was like i don't have time like not that i don't have time but i just don't have the patience for that at all like i'm not it's not in me to do that so i think that with the calligraphy page Mm -hmm. i'd be able to do it with that instead instead yeah yeah because i'm not you're enjoying it more. yeah i'm enjoying that a lot and i think yeah that's basically your goals basically the goals maybe get a little more traveling as well i, I love traveling so yeah oh so do i well that car is good oh yeah recorded. that's ideal thanks very much yeah. yeah um so we end every podcast with a tip of the week i don't know if you knew that i did know no, that okay, i heard that on a few when i was trying to think of one but i was like <laughs> damn i don't know now <laughs> well relevant for anybody that's in my situation at the minute if you're yeah. unemployed you know trying to get your shit together just Somebody, t- somebody told me the other day, enjoy doing nothing because you're not going to be doing nothing forever. And, you know, use that time for yourself and figure out what, figure out what it is that you like to do or what you want to do and kind of be motivated by that instead of feeling like you're stuck in a rut. Just don't, yeah, don't let yourself get stuck in a rut yeah. is what I would say because that's what my main focus has been this whole entire time. Just do not, like, let yourself get stuck because... Yeah for a while after when I failed out in first year I had left my job and I had no job didn't I wasn't driving at the time at all so I didn't even know what it was like to have a car mm-hmm. and I definitely let myself kind of get down in the dumps about it mm-hmm. so I was like this time I'm not yeah. doing that yeah. like enjoy doing nothing like I said I'm I am only 24 and I know I'm not gonna be doing nothing forever so yeah, yeah. just take it as take it, comes. it easy take yeah it easy. yeah <laughs> thank you so much Julia thanks so much for having me thank you